It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. The great blessing of being broken open is understanding that no experience Nothing that's happened to you is wasted. Challenges are just life's way of moving you forward in another direction sometimes. Learning to live from this place of gratitude helps you see past the pain until you reach a state of grace you never even imagined. I talk a lot about paradox because I have found paradox, the tension between seeming opposites, they've always been great teachers for me. We can't deny our humanness. We need, in fact, we need to accept our human. Having an open heart means feeling it all. So, you know, I was just writing the other day about being grateful, thanking God that my experiences have hollowed me out like a hollow bone. But I was never thankful while I was being hollowed out. And I think that's very human. So. I think the thing for me, when I have experienced difficult things with family or friends or in life situations, it's very hard. You know, I certainly wasn't thankful to the pain in my stomach when I was recently ill. I didn't want it to be there. But trying to hold the larger view at the same time is where gratitude lives. So let me give you an image. If we're at sea and you're in a raft, and the swells of the sea are huge. When you are lifted to the top of a wave, you can see for eternity. Mm -hmm. When you come down into the belly of a wave, you can't see anything. The kind of gratitude we're talking about is not to deny the fact that you're in the belly of a wave and that wave might crash on you, but to never lose sight of the horizon, even though in this moment you're not seeing it. Did you go through your why me period? Why me? No, don't feel sorry for me because that's just wasting your time to, to feel sorry. Did you ever in this period of being stroked feel sorry for yourself? No. No, you never felt sorry? No. No. It just was a new, new stage of life. Did you think you came to understand what being spiritual meant in a different way with yeah. the stroke? Yeah. How so? Suffering is grace. 
not the stroke itself, but spiritual life is in the moment. In the moment is where you see God. Not in the past, not in the future. Past and future are thoughts, just thoughts. This is the moment. This is the yeah. moment where God lives. Yeah. Right there in the stillness. That's right there in the still. The moment is God lives. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah. Practicing gratitude. I've said this many times. I cannot say it enough because if you didn't hear it the first time, and also maybe you didn't try it, but gratitude is the single best way I have ever discovered of changing your personal vibration. Yeah. You can instantly do it with gratitude. Yeah. I love this Latin term, amor fati, love of fate, instead of bemoaning your fate. And sometimes our fates are terrible, mm -hmm. but we love our fate, amor fati. It's a way of being grateful. I'm going to love what happened to me because I trust that it's here to remove a veil. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna search for what's happening to me in this time so I can take away yet another misconception. You follow grace. You follow grace. It's important to understand what grace feels like. It's where you feel all of a sudden overwhelmed by God's goodness. Yes. And you didn't deserve it. You didn't merit it. God just gave it to you because God loves you. Mm -hmm. That's grace. To the degree that we follow grace, instead of trying to get out ahead of it and explain everything, grace will lead us to the reconciliation point that you're talking about, reconciling our minds and our hearts, our souls and our intellects, our doctrine and our spirituality. The reconciliation point is there if we will follow grace. And how do we follow it? By what we feel? By what we feel. By what we feel. Grace has an affect to it. I will live my life in love and service, gratitude and trust. How is it that you all can, because there are all these innumerable virtues, why gratitude and trust? If you have gratitude, you don't have room for fear. And that was one of the biggest things, is that fear holds us back so much. Fear is what causes so much of our bad behavior and our poor choices. And gratitude can't live with fear in the same way that love really can't live with fear. So if you're grateful, you move to that place of love. And then how does trust? Trust is God. Of course. Yeah. And trust is soul, yeah. right? Trust I mean, is trust is soul and God. And those two are, we call them the soul sisters. Trust in the is book. knowing that there's a power greater yeah. than yourself yeah. at work yeah. here. And yeah. trusting it'll all work out. Yeah. yeah. Trusting Grateful it. for everything that has ever happened in my life, the good and the bad. And you roll it into your life. If you're, if you're in a car wreck, you're grateful that nobody was hurt. If, if they're hurt, you're grateful that they didn't die. If they die, you're grateful for the chance you had to know them. It's an expandable gratitude, one size fits all. Put it in your heart and use it. When you eat, you're feeding this. You're not feeding this. I mean, right, you are, right, of course, right. ultimately. But you're feeding your body. And I think for a long time, I didn't get that. That, that you were feeding your body. Yeah, I mean, I was eating for comfort because I was sad, because I was lonely, because I was grieving, because I was ashamed, because I felt unloved. But I didn't quite get that the food going 
in the mouth was not about loneliness or comfort or sweetness or whatever, or because I felt empty, but that I was feeding this. So that's one thing. The other thing is just gratitude for having a body at all. Just shield these arms and these legs and this heart and this liver have schlepped me, have taken me from place to place for so many years. And what have I done to it? I have basically just said, I'm lonely. Here, eat this. There wasn't appreciation. It wasn't thank you, body. I think about that a lot, particularly. I think you think about it, certainly, the more mature you get and thoughtful about yourself and your life. Like, wow, my heart has been pumping for 62 years. Right. Wow. I know. And when you go to the doctor and you do, like, wow, I go, wow, you beautiful heart, yes. you. Yes. Pump on, girl. Yes, that's pretty amazing. It is amazing, and we don't Wherever you it. are in your life right now, your heart has been doing that. Without you asking. For thousands of times a day, yes. without you asking. Do you think that every person has that truth within them to speak, whether they can write it or not? I do. I do. I mean, obviously, the work I do is as a writer, but the life I have is as a human. I think that every time you take that, that you find that strength to show your truest self, you know, risk showing that self that makes you feel a little uncomfortable, a little like you might be, you know, found out to be the weird one after all. Mm -hmm. That almost always when I take that chance, whether it be in small talk or in a book. Well, not it, just risk, be brave enough to break to be your brave own enough. heart. That's right. To be I brave enough that, to break your own heart, which is your quote. That's my quote. Hello, brave and what enough. that's about is being brave enough to, to risk intimacy, to risk rejection, to risk failure. And all of the best things come when you do that because it's about really, when you risk all of those things, you are really daring to be more human. You are, you are. And I think that sometimes you learn things the hard way and you never forget it, do you? And you never, yeah. ever, ever forget and it. And so being brave enough to break your own heart is, is about being brave enough to make the decisions that end up being really right for you. Yeah. And also brave enough to sometimes make a decision that wasn't the best one in the end, but you learn from it. And well, there's no decision on. that you can't learn from. Hard times will come. But you know what else will always come? Is a sunrise and a sunset. And so it's up to you. You want to be there for it? Be there for it. I think it's, that's about perspective and gratitude. And those two things are so key to, I think, a happy life. How does grace work? It works like this. Oh, this is good. We're going to get the answer to that question. Do you ever have that in an argument with someone where you got so fired up and you thought, ooh, I could just say this. Yeah. And all of a sudden the voice said, you sure you want to do that? Yeah. You sure you want to say that? Yeah. Because it's a game changer if you right. say that. Yeah, that's that's right. grace. That's grace. The grace that comes in and says. Yeah. Don't say that because you can never take it back. You can never take it back. Yeah, there's some places in an argument, everybody who's married knows this. The voice that comes in and says, I'm going to prevent you from doing something really ruinous right now. That's grace. Here's grace. Grace is the kind of thing that comes in and says, you'll be all right, and goes away. Grace is the kind of thing that says, put your hand on that person just for a minute. Mm -hmm. And you could feel an energy go through you 
and an energy calm them down. Yep. And it doesn't give you an explanation. No. It just says, when you are flushed with worry and you think, am I going to be all right? And then you suddenly know, yes. Yes, you are. Okay. Now, I tend to think that I live in the space of grace. I just feel that I'm flooded with it all the time. I literally see it mm -hmm. all the time. And then sometimes exactly what you described also happens. But I feel that are we not in a constant state of grace? Grace is a power that comes in and transforms a moment to something better. Ooh, love that. Okay? Yeah. It transforms this moment to something better and it takes us with it. Don't go anywhere. More to come after this short break. No two travelers are exactly alike, and that means no two trips should be either. Texas' vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. Are you a beach person? Well, you'll be having fun under the sun with Texas' 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies can't get enough of Texas' world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Macy's Mother's Day gift guide has the perfect gift to make mom feel special. Shop by price, like 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and for grandma. Get top gifts like Dolce & Gabbana Devotion, Eau de Parfum, Coach Floral Printed Leather Cassie Crossbody Bag, and Le Creuset Shallot Dutch Oven. Shop at Macy's.com slash this episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Some things should be boring, like banking. Boring is safe and reliable. You don't want your bank to be entertaining. Entertaining is for podcasts with inspiring celebrity guests, not banks. PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is the service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc., PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
Do you think that being happier made you a more soulful, connected, spiritual person? A hundred percent. I'm like the least mindful person on the planet. And really working on it like this really helped me connect to a more spiritual way of living. It seems like also living a life that allows you to be better than before, living a life where happiness and mindfulness is at the core of your center, it would bring you to a greater sense of awareness and fulfillment and gratitude. Oh, I, I, yeah, the, like you would live in a space of gratitude. No, absolutely. I mean, I think the sense of thankfulness, appreciating the grandeur of everyday life, just the ordinary day, and really taking the time to take it in is, is absolutely crucial. And then when you have that thankfulness also, then so many other negative emotions get washed away, like resentment and anger and grievances, grudges, because you're just so thankful for what you have. And it also, it's better with a sense of humor. It helps me keep my sense of humor because it helps me keep my sense of perspective. Originally, they found that if you woke up every morning and practiced saying three things you were grateful for, new, they have to be new each day. You have to come up with new things you're grateful for. Right. They found if you did this for 21 days, even people who were testing as low-level pessimists, on average, were now testing as low-level optimists 21 days later. Now, that doesn't sound that huge, but here's the amazing thing. We can do this with 84-year-old men with genes for pessimism. Not that all 84-year-old men are pessimists, but we found some that were. And if you do this for 21 days, what we find is that even if you practice pessimism for eight decades of your life, even if you were born with genes for pessimism, when people practice these, I would never guess before this research that literally two minutes could trump your genes and your environment. So you just do it for two minutes each day? At Less least. than two minutes. Less yeah, than two less minutes. Than just well, three I have found that gratitude changes your vibrational frequency in the world. So you're saying the same thing. We're, that's exactly what we're finding in the language. research. It exactly. literally changes what you draw to yourself, it changes your outlook. Gratitude changes your vibrational frequency. That's, that's exactly it, because you're constructing a world based upon the facts that you have. And if you're looking at all the negative facts, you've got a negative world. But if you're looking for the things you're grateful for, you've got a world that, that your behavior matters, mm -hmm. right? And that's what happens when you do these happiness habits. Okay, so two minutes of gratitude. Two minutes of gratitude. Two 21 days. For 21 days. Another thing you could do is think of one meaningful experience you had over the past 24 hours, one meaningful thing that's happened to you. It doesn't have to be huge. It could be something like a conversation or a sunset. Or somebody held a door open for held you. Held up a door, for, something meaningful. And in two minutes, you just write down every detail you can remember. And the reason for that is, you're trying to get your brain to relive the experience. We can't tell much difference between visualization and actual experience. So when we journal about the meaningful experience, we literally double it. And if you do it for 21 days, it creates this connection between that meaning in our life, we actually find a trajectory of meaning running throughout our lives. Mm -hmm. They sound like tips or tricks, but they're actually the building blocks of how human beings can change. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about passion yes. for people to find their passion. And oftentimes we think that that's outside of ourselves. And this is one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned. The secret, ironically, to finding our passion is to bring passion to everything that we do. It's like a muscle that we can build through use, mm -hmm. through strengthening it. So it's like even waking up in the morning, making your bed. You can either make your bed like, oh, I got to make this bed. Yeah. There's no fun. Shouldn't somebody else be doing this for me? Or I don't want to do it. Or yeah. go and wash your dishes and like, oh, this again. Or you can actually bring passion and enthusiasm, a sense of gratitude in life to everything you do. That's what I think is missing because people are looking for it outside of themselves. 
rather than saying, I have passion inside, I'm gonna bring it to everything that I do. I think a lot of people who watch Super Soul Sunday are going to be surprised that you are one of our spiritual thought leaders because the music industry, the fashion industry, are two of the most ego-associated industries I think there are. So my question is, has it been a struggle to keep your ego in check and remain on the path of consciousness in the midst of all the stuff? Well, I think the stuff really teaches you and you can learn it. People who are really rich have big struggle because they keep wanting more and more. And people who are really poor are told that they need more, and so that causes the same kind of suffering. People in the middle ground sometimes, I think the research says that they're usually happier because they kind of let go of it, you know? Yeah. And they never really associate their life with the stuff or the lack of stuff. But it's a comfortable seat, right? We want life as a comfortable seat. And that's what they mean, they say, operate from abundance. Or this idea of being awake and happy can only happen in the present moment. You've been yes. the greatest proponent of an idea that, although taught in every scripture and promoted by every prophet, has not been on the, on the tips of people's tongue. Yeah, Be of still and know. Be and, still and know, my favorite Bible verse. You'd say that if we explore our relationship with money, we can have this as a spiritual practice that leads to wholeness and fullness in every other area of our life. But I think when you say, Everyone, let's explore your relationship with money. <laughs> People start with what they don't have. Yeah. They start with the... Uh, well, give me more. Give me more. Yeah. And Yeah, good for you, Oprah. You can yeah. sit and explore, yeah. but I, I don't have enough to explore. Mm -hmm. What would bring me great joy is to know that after our conversation today, there were people who listened to us that really would take the question of what is my relationship with money mm -hmm. seriously and look at that. And how do you begin? What are the questions one needs to ask oneself? Well, I think one needs to look at what bounty and blessings have I received from the universe that I want to acknowledge and celebrate? What do I want to celebrate about today? What happened today that I can celebrate, that I can be grateful for? And rather than waking up in the morning, I didn't get enough sleep, and going to bed at night with, I didn't get enough done, which is bookending your day yeah. with scarcity. I think this is interesting for us to think about how many times a day that tape plays that, of not enough, yeah. not just in money. How many times the not enough shows up? But what if we woke up in the morning and are so grateful for the sweet territory of silence and sleep? What if we go to bed at night? Oh, I love that. Hold on a moment. The sweet territory of silence and sleep. <laughs> Go ahead. And you can wake up that way. You can actually yeah. tell yourself to do that. Our mind is very obedient, mm -hmm. even if it's just four hours. And be grateful for that. And then at the end of the day, rather than looking at what didn't get done that's going to dribble over into mm -hmm. tomorrow, which is where we mostly end up each day, yes. to look at what I accomplished today, what I celebrate today. Every day is such a blessing. And I... I have a wonderful teacher now, Brother David Stendelrost, mm -hmm. fantastic Benedictine monk, and he's the icon of gratefulness. And he says that gratefulness is the experience of the great fullness of life. 
And when you're in the great fullness of life, the bowl of life is so full, it's almost overflowing, but not quite. Not yet dribbling over the edges. Mm -hmm. And you're one with God, one with the universe, and there is no other. When you stand in and live in the great fullness of life. And that great fullness is so powerful that it overflows into a fountain, the bowl of life. And that puts you in this other branch of gratitude he calls thanksgiving. Mm. And when you're in the branch of gratitude called thanksgiving, the bowl of life is overflowing. And you're so grateful that there's an other because all you want to do is give and share and serve and contribute. And that's so fulfilling. It puts you back in the great fullness of life. <laughs> so so yes. you can live in that cycle. You can actually live in that cycle no matter what your financial circumstances. And I say that people who stand in this context of enough sufficiency that overflows into natural, true abundance are the people who are living a life that really, really matters. And when people around them, they feel valued, they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel loved, they feel treated with reverence and respect. And that's the source of our prosperity. That's really the source of it. You know, the, the word wealth, the etymology of it is well-being. And each of us has a well of being that is infinite that is infinite. That's the source of our wealth. That's true wealth. One of the things we talk about all the time here is gratitude. Did you have any inkling that the gratitude video would go viral? Was that your idea? Was that your intention? It was part of a TED talk I did about nature and beauty. Mm -hmm. And when they posted it, it you know, kind of hung there for a while and then boom, it went viral. And I really had no idea it would do that, but I think it resonated with people. I think there's a hunger out there where people want to connect to something that's bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think through the portal of nature, it can open your heart and you can develop gratitude for the little things in life. It's so easy to be grateful for a flower, for a bug, for a beautiful day. Mm -hmm. This is what I've come to know, that nature is our greatest spiritual teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, I see God as nature, nature as God. I see it all inter intertwined. So what has nature taught you? Oh, it is, it is God. It is God. Because it is life personified. Mm -hmm. And to, to be able to capture it, and the way I do it with time lapse and slow motion, mm -hmm. I'm able to kind of unveil the mystery of nature. Yeah. There's a quote that I love from Meister Eckhart, who was this 13th century mystic, who says, if the only prayer you ever say in your life is thank you, that would be enough. I love that. Mm -hmm. And you say, if you had one image of God, it would be thank you spelled out, yeah? Yes, because my friend Martin Marty is a great theologian at mm the -hmm. University of Chicago mm -hmm. for a great many years. And I was walking with him in Vermont one day, and I asked him, Marty, what is the shortest uh, description of uh, worship you can give me? He said, one word, Norman, gratitude. Worship is gratitude. Yes. And actually, that image that you described so beautifully of the people and the rhythm of laughter, that is the same thing, isn't it? It feels like. It has always felt that way to yeah. me. 
I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.